Welcome to Joy Field and Jesus Led. I'm your host, Tony Daniel, sharing real life stories and practical tools that not only help you know you're not alone, but also help you become the emotional, spiritual ninja warrior you've always wanted to be. Do you consider yourself an empath where you readily feel other people's emotions and sometimes wish you did not have the superpower? In this episode, I share how hard that is sometimes, and yet the invitation that this gift offers. Hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Tony, and today I want to talk to you a little bit about being an empath. Some of you probably don't know what that word means at all, and others of you would know that word all too well because you live that life. So an empath for me, as far as my experience goes, is someone who feels the emotions of those around them. Um, I can sense the emotions in a room when I walk in. I can sense deeply the pain in someone else if they're sharing with me. It usually uh, the, their emotion wells up inside of me. So I've had to do a lot of work in my adult life, keep it, and, and that is a strength, um, right? It is a strength to be able to have empathy for people, but it can that our strengths are often our weaknesses as well because left untrained, they can either take ourselves down or others. So um, thankfully, at some point in my life, maybe in my 30s, the coach, God, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete started training me in how to use that gift well and just telling me even, you don't have to feel right now, Tony. Just giving me permission to not feel someone else's feelings is amazing and was amazing. So that training has been critical in my life. Otherwise, the pain of the world around me would take me down and would be unbearable. And for a lot of empaths, they do have a hard time not feeling the pain of the world on them. Um, so that this poem, I want to share a poem. So we're talking about empath, being an empath. Um, so this was a more, a darker moment of me being an empath, I think. <laughs> I really was just done. And I thought, you know what? I just don't want, I don't want to know people's pain anymore because it's so much easier to just live my happy life and ignore that other people struggle. That would be an easy life. So I want that life. Like I was in that moment because it was hard. We were living in a different country with uh, lots of people who were struggling with mental illness and, and it was rampant and it was very difficult. And um, so this poem is birthed out of that frustration. So get ready. It's called The Invitation. Just let me go back to sleep. I was having this great dream, isolated from the pain of modern man gone insane. I was living in a world where babies don't cry, where children aren't abandoned and where people don't die. It's easy to go to sleep and ignore the need, just comfort my own soul and leave others out in the cold. It's safer not to share in their pain, not to hear their cries, not to see their lives. What would I miss if I lived this way? Being a hero and saving the day, helping the poor, making a dent in this horrific madness of a world filled with sadness? A hero I don't need to be. And saving the world, well, that's not all it's cracked up to be. And yet, 
there is a story I am invited to join. I can watch one on TV or dive into the real one I see all around me. Then there's something to be said for responsibility. We have not for ourselves, for our own comfort and our sprees, we have so that we can give so that others can live. So I can't just go back to sleep. Although it's a tempting idea, not when there's an invitation to live, to receive, and to give. Being honest about the struggles, right, of uh, this life that we've been invited into. And it, God does invite us to get our own needs met. And he does invite us to be comforted, deeply, deeply comforted, and deeply provided for in every way. So just that reframing at the end of, yeah, I could go back to sleep and ignore people and ignore their pain and just live my life and be happy. But I could also receive, receive deeply, drink deeply from an eternal source that we have at our fingertips and let that flow out of me and in giving to others, receive from them as well and live a life of teacher and student a giver and receiver. And it's a, a very different life than maybe has been painted for us as Christians in the past where we were just to sacrificially give all the time. And, and I think this is a more healthy expression of that where I do give, but I'm, and, and it is a sacrifice, but at the same time I'm receiving constantly because there's no way I can give without receiving. And I need to receive. And I receive from the people I give to. Um, as well, and from the Lord. So for those empaths out there, I just want you to know um, you're not alone, and it's not easy. And I pray that you tap into the source, um, and that he'll coach you with that beautiful strength that you have, and how to feel, and when not to feel, and how much to feel, and uh, what to do with that pain that's there. Um, hopefully, I uh, pray that for you. Thanks for listening today. Go live joy-filled and Jesus-led. Thank you for listening to this episode of Joy Field and Jesus Led. In this poem, I modeled for you the four R's that I share in Four Keys to Parent Fearlessly. First, I recognized heavy emotions were there, then I realized I was not alone. I received truth and then responded by co-creating a new reality or a reframing of reality. These steps are powerful no matter what emotion you're facing. They can help you get back to joy quickly. The link to that book is in the show notes if you're interested. Bye for now. Until next time. Mm-hmm.